0: Well, think about it from the scammers' point of view. Obviously, if we speak Russian um, well enough, we're probably not naive. We've probably been here for a good while and it's just easier prey everywhere else because 99% of the tourists who come here uh, who are guys, especially looking for girls, they don't speak Russian. And they're the guys that are obviously going to be easier for them, that's their assumption, uh, to defraud in some way or waste their time or use them for money or something else. Experience. Privet is Odessa Mama. Welcome to Odessa, Ukraine, and welcome back to another episode of the Valka Valkas with me, Connor Client. This is the Zara Experience, and in today's video, I'm going to be answering, answering a question I'm often asked either in the comments section uh, below my videos on YouTube or by clients uh, or by prospective clients. They ask me this question all the time. and Do they speak English in uh, Ukraine? Uh, And that actually goes to the other countries in the region like Russia and Belarus. But we'll focus on Ukraine in today's hopefully short Vodka podcast episode. Uh, And then at the end, I'll give you a little bit of overview of the language situation in Ukraine and which language you should actually consider maybe learning a little bit of the local language here in Ukraine and why. So Education First, let me start with some statistics. So Education First is a company that produces statistics on... The level of English in different countries across the globe. They have 100 countries in their index. I'll put a link below uh, to the 2019 statistics that I just looked up. A friend actually sent it to me uh, three days ago which gave me the idea of making this video as well and including their stats. But basically they divide up the level of English into five different categories uh, from very high proficiency down to a very low proficiency and basically out of the four or five categories Ukraine is in the fourth lowest so to give you a bit of a comparison actually the two other countries that I film from a lot uh, here on the our experience in my channel uh, Russia and Belarus are in the same category actually very very similar in terms of the level of English overall in their ranking I'm going to give you a comparison if you've traveled around Europe I'm sure a little bit uh, it's dramatically lower than you're going to find in Central Europe so countries like Poland, Hungary Actually, Poland was in the highest category. Even Romania was almost in the highest category. It was actually the top of the second highest. Uh, Hungary as well. So those countries, uh, the level of English is dramatically higher than you're going to find here in Ukraine. If you've been to Scandinavia or the Netherlands, their level of English is super high. It's almost as good as mine, basically, on average, as a native speaker. So don't expect anything like that in terms of level of English. Uh, That said, if you've been to countries like France, Italy, the leveling is not super high, it's somewhere in the middle in their uh, ranking. So it's only going to be a little bit of a drop down uh, in terms of coming to Ukraine. And it is a little bit better than a lot of the countries in Latin America I saw. Just a little bit, but only a little bit better than say Brazil. I'm just remembering some of the countries when I looked through the list and I've been to Brazil a lot and I would say yeah, it's a tiny bit better on average uh, here in Ukraine than you're going to find in those countries. Now, the capital cities ranked a bit better, obviously, than the national average. That makes a lot of sense. People in the capital, uh, in Kiev, uh, or if it happens to be Minsk or Moscow, are just more exposed to um, tourists coming or business coming to the you know international business coming to their city. So they do have a bigger incentive to learn the language. Also, people who move to the capital tend to be a little bit more. I guess open minded in general, or they see English has been useful for their careers. So, level English is definitely better in the capital cities. They did rank in the category higher than the national average. So, it was in the third out of the five in terms of the proficiency of English. Let's put it this way you don't need to panic if you're just interested in coming to Ukraine as a tourist. Of course, in the big cities, level English is going to be better overall. So, in Adyas, which has a lot of tourism here. Are uh, in Kiev or say Lviv in the west of Ukraine you're not going to have big, that big a problem if you come here and if you just want to go to the restaurants uh, nowadays with the taxis not even this you can just use a taxi app and you can be able to download that in English like Uber works in all well, the big cities in Ukraine so if you have that installed already it's not going to be very dramatic for you uh, so these kind of things if you stay in a hotel even if, if you stay in an Airbnb apartment in a city like Kiev or Odessa or Minsk in Belarus or Moscow in general they will speak enough English for your level for the communication you're going to need to have with them Uh, so that's not really going to be a problem you go to a nightclub if you go to the museum they will have enough things in you know be able to communicate in English basically uh, for what you need to do now the issue will be of course because I know you want to go deeper than being a tourist that's why you watch my channel if you want to have meaningful conversations with local people especially with girls then it's going to be a little bit tricky a lot of the time in Ukraine now the level of English amongst people under 25 is a lot better than the previous generation I remember coming 10 years ago it was pretty rare outside of a tourist a touristic location actually anyone who spoke English I remember going to Crimea back in the day uh, I haven't been there for about six years um, basically since annexation by Russia and I remember being in bill where we used to go to after the Kazan Tip music festival and there were no menus in English like there was one restaurant that had a rest that had a menu and it wasn't a good restaurant so we didn't go there but I had to translate the menu as do all the interpretation with all the stuff in the you know wherever we were staying and also in the restaurants for my French friend Remy who's been on, on this channel some of my videos uh, before uh, we went there it was just like there was none almost no English spoken because they didn't have tourism from you know countries like Western Europe or North America or from reading really anywhere else other than the Russian-speaking world. Now that isn't the case today. Definitely as I said touristic places they will speak enough English for you to communicate in those very basic situations uh, and then people in 25 their level of English is dramatically better. It's not going to be the same especially if you're in Kiev or Odessa or Lviv. It's going to be enough for you to probably be able to make small talk um, but the big question is if you want to meet someone you want to go deeper and have a more meaningful conversation or relationship with them then your option is going to be quite limited if you're relying on English. That's not to say, of course, that no girls speak English or no young people speak English. Of course, they do. Uh, it's just if you want to have a meaningly, a meaningful conversation or relationship, um, you know, relying on Google Translate, that's fine for a hookup, obviously, um, a one night stand or something that can be, you know, party scene. That's going to be enough. Uh, but if you want to go that, that is going to be a bit tricky overall if you take, you know, everybody included. Um, I always advise lots of my clients, basically, if they don't speak enough English, uh, move on to the next girl because you're not going to have much of a meaningful conversation with them. Now, of course, if you look at the marriage agencies, uh, dating sites, as much as they provide interpreters, but really, if you can't have a normal conversation with the person, why are you investing all this time and money? So I would be skeptical of that as an alternative. And Definitely, if you're relying on an interpreter, uh, what are you going to do afterwards? Basically, you're relying on the girl to learn uh, English for you, <laughs> maybe that she will do that maybe she won't but for me it just seems very bizarre as a concept but okay if it works for you it works for you um, I'll just remain skeptical about the value of that over the long term so uh, obviously I speak Russian it's the language I use the most in the region now I am in Ukraine the official language of the country is Ukrainian it is the language spoken by most Ukrainians so I'll dive into why that can be useful for you to learn in a in a little bit later in the video um, so in, for all intents and purposes if you rely on English uh, you'll be fine for doing all the basic stuff um, you'll be fine to speak to lots of girls and lots of people in general um, but you will have um, struggle a little bit if you go outside uh, the big cities you're going to struggle a lot actually let me say a little bit uh, if you go outside of a big city um, even in Kharkiv the level of English is not very high which is the second city of the country and definitely if you go into provincial town basically it's going to be very hard it's going to drop from maybe 50 percent of people young people being able to speak with you to maybe even 10 percent maybe even five percent uh, of course if you go to a hotel in those small towns then you're probably fine that we'll speak english obviously at the reception and stuff like that but more than that it's probably not going to work for you so i think the biggest issue with relying on english when you come here and how people say why learn foreign languages i can just speak english everywhere and yeah it's actually a big problem. If you don't want to get scammed because the default for scammers whether it happens to be you know guys the taxi drivers at the airport for example or romance scams which is a big issue here in Ukraine in particular uh online dating scams uh which run the contact on just a lot of my videos uh previous content like it's going to go from just having your time wasted and the price of a meal all the way up to like really a serious multi-thousand euro multi-thousand dollar scam where you're like basically you have bouncers blocking your paths some girls who brought you somewhere all, all this stuff and then they say you owe them all this money uh, and basically I don't get targeted uh, in that way and none of my friends uh, who speak Russian get targeted for those scams because well think about it from the scammer's point of view obviously if we speak Russian um, well enough we're probably not naive we are probably been here for a good while and it's just easier prey everywhere else because 99% of the tourists who come here uh, who are guys especially looking for girls they don't speak Russian and they're the guys that are obviously going to be easier for them, that's their assumption uh, to defraud in some way or waste their time or use them for money or something else uh, so they really don't target the guys who speak Russian so I think that's the biggest, the biggest value in actually speaking Russian uh, when you come to a country like Ukraine or you go to Russia or Belarus it's just you avoid all the scams uh, it's definitely one that has the biggest return on investment. not having to worry about that. So I give an example. There's a German guy. I actually did use his English here for the weekend. He had a great time, and he wrote me at the end of the week about his, his experience. But actually, when we met at the beginning, uh, he asked me what the taxi price was from the airport because he hadn't he didn't have a local SIM card, and um, you know he didn't want to buy one in the airport. He didn't bother. He just they just haggled outside with the taxi drivers, the taxi mafia, which is never a good idea unless you actually know the real price. And he paid 20 times the real taxi price. Like that's because, of course, they know he doesn't speak Russian. Of course, they're going to inflate it. Now, I did have an experience before in the west of Ukraine where I didn't speak any Ukrainian read at all. And I went there, and I did get ripped off by the taxi drivers because I used Russian, ironically. And it wasn't the language used there, so they thought it was probably from another part of Ukraine, and they doubled the price. And in absolute terms, it was a very cheap city. I mean, the, the taxi was like maybe one euro fifty and I paid three euros Uh, but my landlord for the apartment told me that and then afterwards I actually learned some basic Ukrainian and the price dropped in half again but this guy paid 20 times the price because he was relying on English and he also didn't do his research. Uh, Actually throughout the rest of the week he didn't manage to avoid apparently getting scammed by any girls which I think was miraculous and it all worked out pretty good on that side for him so thankfully he didn't get completely ripped off throughout the entire week but still paying 20 times the normal price of taxi because you show up speaking english that's enough incentive for me at least financially to not rely on english you just be very aware of that do your research you're going to have to be a lot more prepared in, uh, you know knowing prices and a lot more streetwise if you're going to rely on english when you come here now that's a segue into of course the languages that you can learn i mean i am a, a language geek freak uh with these things i speak over uh 10 languages and I invest a lot of time learning languages you know for my travels across the world and Russian is actually the language I got I would say almost the biggest return on my investment even though it took me a lot longer to learn up to a decent level now. You don't need to learn it to the level where you can speak it like a native speaker or something like that to get most of the benefit. The most benefit you're going to get is actually just learning that basics uh, up to say high beginner level because then you get over being this kind of naive perceived maybe as a naive tourist and someone who can be easily taken advantage of and you can really start to communicate uh, beyond the very very basics and I think that's where you get a huge boost also if you're talking to uh, girls it's you know for the amount of time you put in it's the biggest boost that you will that you will get and in Ukraine uh, for all intents and purposes even though Ukrainian is the official language and even though it is spoken by the majority of people, I looked up on at least on Wikipedia for some basic stats from the census, and about two thirds of the country speaks Ukrainian as their first language, and about another fifteen percent will say it's bilingual, and the rest uh, is like uh, speaks Russian as their first language. So, the default. And I sometimes see tourists here in Odessa trying to speak a little bit of Ukrainian that they've probably looked up in a, a phrase book. And uh, that's actually not very helpful in this city because you're not really going to create much rapport with people because the main language spoken in Odessa almost exclusively on a daily basis with strangers is Russian. So people, you hear more Arabic, English and uh, Turkish here on the streets than you're going to hear Ukrainian. Just it's not very widely spoken. So uh, definitely learn the basic phrases in Russian if you're going to come to Odessa. Now Kiev it's a little bit different because Ukraine is becoming more prominent. Uh, especially since the Euromaidan revolution you definitely s- hear it a lot more You're going to see actually Ukrainian written an awful lot because it is national language So most advertisements are probably going to be in Ukrainian and official documents are going to be in Ukrainian A lot of billboards stuff like that uh, even here in Odessa are written in Ukrainian um, And in Kyiv it's definitely spoken a lot more But the reality is still that the main language used uh, in restaurants and um, among strangers is going to be Russian now, I have a British friend uh, Ian, big shout, shout out to him. He's a pretty good guy and he's moved to uh, Kiev, um, And he's actually getting married to a Ukrainian girl and she actually speaks Ukrainian as her first language I think uh, at least he decided to go and learn Ukrainian and he told me actually it was a bit frustrating because a lot of people would just look at him smile think oh That's so cute <laughs> that a foreigner has learned some Ukrainian and they reply to him in Russian uh, So definitely it's still the main language used in Kiev, Although Ukraine is gaining ground and probably will replace Russian within a generation maybe as the main language in Kiev. I don't think that would happen in Odessa it would probably be a couple of generations before that would happen Uh, on the other hand if you go to Lviv in the west of Ukraine that is the main language spoken in uh, Lviv overwhelmingly uh, people use uh, Ukrainian and then all that area of western Ukraine so if you're planning to spend a lot of time in Lviv and not so much time in say Odessa, uh, Kharkiv, Kyiv, Dnipro um, then Ukrainian would be a good investment of your time to learn I've actually gone three times uh, to learn uh, Ukrainian I'm going to put a link below to the language school that I used there in, um, in Lviv I had a great time and I learned a lot of Ukrainians Found a really cool city to hang out a very beautiful place so I definitely encourage you to do that if you're interested in more of the uh, Ukrainian language side definitely go and check that out below uh, but for I know for nearly all my viewers and probably for you as well that you're basically interested in uh, Kiev, Kyiv, uh, maybe Kharkiv or another city in the east or center of Ukraine. Uh, so definitely Russian is going, just going to be a more logical investment of your time if you're thinking of learning some of the language before you come here or just you're into learning languages like me and you want to go and invest time and get a return on that. And of course Russian is an international language, uh, it's a official language at the UN it's also obviously you can use it in Russia and Russia is massive with a huge population I was lot bigger than Ukraine and then also in Belarus neighboring Belarus uh, even though Belarusian is the second official language on all practical purposes it's a bit like it's basically like Ireland uh, where I was born that people just use English and we have a second official language but uh, and Ireland is actually the first official language but in all practicality 99 percent of the time people are going to be speaking in Russian in Belarus if you're going to meet them Uh, a bit like English in Ireland Uh, and it is still a lingua franca also in the former Soviet Union like if you go to Central Asia it's more likely especially older people are going to speak Russian before English Uh, and even younger people I think in general and then obviously in the Baltics there's still like Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania it's still spoken by a lot of people it's not the main languages there Uh, there is definitely a divide young people normally speak very good English there as well so probably for there it's not actually that necessary but you are going to hear it and use. I use it on a bus and the buses with the bus drivers they are all normally mm-hmm. spoke Russian uh, better than English I found because they're a bit older so it can be useful there as well but with young people in the Baltics I find they speak better English today than they do Russian unless it's their native language so that's an overview of why I speak Russian and it's sometimes commented upon in the videos here if I'm in Lviv obviously I speak in Ukrainian I don't speak in Russian when I Address people. So there are some other regional languages here in uh, Ukraine uh, that maybe you just by chance happen to speak because I have had clients who could speak one of them at least, Romanian. Uh, and that is a very small minority language in Ukraine, it's spoken in the border areas. It is a lot more useful, obviously, in Moldova, neighboring Moldova. where Russian is also spoken by most people, but actually Romanian is the official language there. And that was actually used on our trip to Chișinău, the capital of Romania. Uh, But not really much else. Uh, We didn't go anywhere where it was spoken But in this region, Odessa region, it's still spoken by uh, some people uh, But it's in more rural areas uh, near to the Moldovan border where they're going to speak that in general Actually here in Odessa about 12% um, of the region speaks Bulgarian as their first language So if you happen to speak Bulgarian, well, you might be able to use it But again, it's not smoking really that much here in Odessa, the city, it's less than 1% I looked it up, but 12% of the region, I've actually been to some of those towns uh, near the border with uh, Moldova again it's not likely you're going to go there <laughs> in all likelihood. so um, where else what the other regional language we have we have the Hungarian that's another one that's spoken again by 12 percent of uh, the Zakarpattia Oblast which is on the border with Hungary and with Slovakia uh, again I went to a very nice town Užgorod a small town uh, which is the main c- city there uh, and has a well actually that's more has the 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 castle and the hill overlooking it but that region the 12% speak Hungarian so just by chance you happen to speak Hungarian uh, then you will be able to use it there as well the other big minority language is Crimean Tatar Uh, obviously that was spoken in Crimea primarily a lot of Crimean Tatars have left and come to other cities like Odessa or Kiev or Lviv Um, but not similar to Turkish so by some chance you happen to speak that and um, yeah if you happen to go to Crimea it's obviously under Russian de facto control at the moment you know it's still legally Ukrainian territory uh, so that's the other big minority language in the country that you might uh, hear when you when you walk around uh, there are more and more um, kind of backpackers in Kiev. it's a big change I've seen the last year or so probably the level English is going to increase there but just because they have more tourism it's become definitely more mainstream uh, in Kiev uh, to see uh, for young foreign backpackers going uh, even young foreign female backpackers which is definitely something that I never saw before um, very much in Ukraine in fact a few years ago when I heard uh, two British students two girls uh, speaking in Russian when they were in the airport I actually went over and talk to them because it was such a rarity (laughs) to see um, these kind of tourists uh, in Kiev but actually they've been studying Russian somewhere in Russia so they're obviously very interested but now it's become mainstream so probably going forward the level of English uh, at least in Odessa and Kiev will improve and get better and better. But for the moment, as I said, it's in that second lowest uh, category out of the five. So definitely don't come here and expect to be able to do everything in English. Um, And that's why I help my clients (laughs) with solving the language barrier to a certain extent. It's one of the things I do with clients. Obviously, if you come here with me and live the Lazar experience, then you don't have to worry about the language as much. If you are somebody who's interested in living this hour experience, I'm not going to give a long spiel about it. Just I have the application form below. Uh, Go click on it and fill it out. And if I think it's a good match, then we will be discussing on a strategy call, a very brief strategy call, whether we can make it work or not. I am going to be going uh, back to Belarus in the new year and a lot to Russia in 2020. So not just Ukraine. Uh, Obviously, I've had clients who come to Odessa, but it's a summer city, so not something to inquire about for the winter but for Kiev, definitely it's a cool place for the winter uh, and if you are the kind of person you should know my philosophy from the videos already then go and fill that out more importantly if you are interested in say learning Russian I do have other content I have a review of say um, Jump Starter used to be a uh, Vaka Booster uh, from my friends over on um, uh, Language Boost when I use their Russian course and actually I have a special uh, package that I offer if you invest in my general language course that I made a few years ago uh, also I have their um, Jumpstarter Russian and also uh, you get a Skype call and it's a package just write me a message at Klein at zarexperience.com or reach out to me at Instagram my handle is Experience, and we can discuss that and set it up and uh, you can invest in that if you're interested if not go check out the review I'm going to put it up there uh, above and I'll put it below in the description to this video definitely if you're learning Thinking of learning Russian, it is a very good return investment that I've gotten personally But you do have to be willing to invest the time um, I think it's more time over money with languages uh, You can learn most things without am investing a huge amount of money But definitely the time factor and being committed to it and being motivated is what's important and what I have found in my experience uh, Leads to people learning languages successfully versus those who give up very quickly which is most people so and um, also, the languages I speak the best today are the ones I spoke the most in because I was motivated to, by the people and um, by my travel experiences. So definitely, if you are thinking of spending a longer time here, then I think, like, look at Mr. Bald, for example, in Ball and Bankrupt. Um, you see the difference his experiences because he travels around a lot of the rural areas and his Russian is pretty good. is better than mine, I think, a little bit. Uh, and you can see what a difference it makes. So uh, And actually, it was he was uh, here traveling with a friend who doesn't speak um, Russian at all. I find it a bit strange because it's going to be uh, a bit of a problem uh, if you want to have those kind of experiences or go on a deeper level with local people in general, then uh, definitely it's worth investing in. I'm rambling on. Um, It is the holiday season here in Odessa. I got some of the, how would I describe them, paraphernalia. (laughs) Some of the, uh, they put up a Hanukkah menorah here for Hanukkah. So it's actually in the middle of Hanukkah and I guess Catholic Christmas was already earlier this week and now they're going to have the Orthodox Christmas next week so the city is getting ready they're actually just putting up the Christmas decorations uh, right now I see below on um, the Potemkin steps in front of me I'm um, here this is Yekaterinska uh, Ploshchad just behind me which is a square and then you have of course Wicheludi statue which is just over there if you know Odessa at all so based that's a long wind I away mean. wishing you a very happy festive season no matter how you're celebrating it I hope you're seeing some friends uh, and family, and you're having a fantastic time, and that you didn't overindulge in Turkey or other alcohol or all that other stuff that people tend to do during the past of the season too much. That's something you should save yourself for, for when you come here to a Ukraine or maybe to Belarus and Russia and live the Czar experience. So, Dobrovatnya, uh, which is goodbye in Ukrainian, because that is the official language of this country and this from Odessa, Ukraine. See you very soon in a new video. Ciao, ciao. Sar experience.